Welcome to the last call of the day, the political news show on the Photoshop podcast channel, keeping first responders informed and entertained six days a week. Today, we've got Robert F. Kennedy Jr. suing the Secret Service. What? Uh, we also got Fauci's, a new Fauci Halchie. It has nothing to do with a jab. It just has to do with some tax dollars that were spent on COVID-19 one year before COVID-19 existed quote unquote and then we have china preparing for a very very eminent war war three uh how do we know this well maybe for starters china has already removed israel from its maps we've got all this and more on today's last call of the day let's go The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. waiting for the record to show up and listen i'm here with tyler to keep you informed and entertained baby what's up tyler from anti-hero podcast what's up man post halloween definitely not hungover <sighs> definitely don't look hungover at all <laughs> how was your halloween you go trick-or-treating fuck yeah i did dude i got five oh. kids i was gonna say you got like a little army <laughs> It's crazy trying to keep up with five kids. It's like every time they jump back in the car, you're like, count off. It's like the military, like, one, two, three. All good, serial sergeant. You know, are you one, are you one of those parents that uh, that no. we had we had the, <laughs> we had the trick or treaters right that would come in, and their parents would be like, say please, say thank you, and teaching their kids courtesy, you know. And then you had the parents that would drop them off in front of the house in the car, and they'd run up there and just take candy and run back in the car. <laughs> No, bro. Uh, I run a tight ship all the time. You know that. Um, matter of fact, one of my good Navy SEAL buddies gave me a call today to chat some parenting stuff with me. It was It's always refreshing to have those conversations with him. He's a really great guy. Hoping to get him on the podcast sometime. He's just not ready yet. He's not ready to come out of that bubble. He's a real deal SEAL. And and, and was he was like, I'm not going to be that SEAL that comes out and writes books and like does podcasts just because I was a SEAL. But I mean, the dude's a way more well-rounded than that. So I really want to get him on. He's got great parenting advice. Um and uh, great religious advice, and so I really, I really appreciate my conversations with the guy. No, um, when it comes to trick or treating, though, I gave my kids a speech. It said, "When they say you can have as much as you want, just go ahead, grab the candy." I said, "You could take two. Other than that, you take one, and you do the trick or treat. If you don't say trick or treat, like game over. You know, I only had to, do, I only had to go up to like two or three doors just to make sure that they understood that." And it was fine. They got it. I didn't have to worry about it. But on our way home last night, funny enough, we had a chair set out in our driveway with a candy bowl and skateboard magazines. And it said, take, take one, like as in take a piece of candy. And I had all the good candies, dude. I had the boxes of nerds. I had uh Butterfingers. I had almond joys, which are my favorite. And I, and I had the uh, gummy bears, the little, the, the little, uh, Har, Harayo, Haribo, whatever they are. Oh yeah. Those are quality, man. Yeah, dude. I fucking go all in. It says take one of each, take one of each. So one nerd, you know, one of everything. 
And um, we were coming home and there was a car in front of us with its flashers on. Now, I'm not the dad that's going to drive his kids to all the houses. I, dr- I drive, I stop, and then I drive like five houses up. Yeah. And then they've got to make their way to me. You know what I mean? Um, so we get behind this car and it's these fatties. I mean, dude, it's three fatties, three fat fucking kids. And it's in my neighborhood. We're on our way back home. We're already done trick-or-treating. And the fatties are getting out at every house and then getting back in, driving <laughs> like 20 feet to the next one, getting out. And so we're just stuck, dude. And we've got like five houses to go. And I'm like, finally, I'm having enough of it because we have our windows down and we can hear the fatties. And they're like, I wonder what kind of candy they're going to have. Uh, I hope they don't have, you know, it's just, it was so obnoxious. Well, then the fatties got to our house. And so we're oh. waiting on them, bro. I just had a speech with my kids that night about when they say, take whatever you want, you take two. That's kind. Bro, the fatties got out and I go, watch them go up and just empty our fucking bowl into their fat bags. Fat bags. That's what happened, dude. They were just, bro. And I was like, see, kids, you see how obnoxious that looks? You see how disgusting? I mean, one, they're not even, they're trick-or-treating in pajamas, which I already have a thing. Like, fat people in pajamas. It fucking drives me nuts. Why do fat people wear pajamas all day? It's okay to be, it's not okay to be fat. I'm not going to hate on you for being fat. I've been fat many times, but it's not okay to act fat. And wearing pajamas past 830 in the morning, you're acting fat. Yeah. And then then you tell your kids, those are the people that, that take all the social services and your tax money goes to when they're adults. The people that take all the candy. (laughs) And and like literally... They and they left the magazines, <laughs> no magazines, but they just took all of the candy. And I said, "You see how obnoxious that looked." But you know what? I mean, they have no respect for themselves. So why should I? Ha- why should I expect them to uh, to have respect for others? Uh, speaking of respect, give respect where respects due, and that goes to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good it's scary. Woo! You know how I slept on Halloween. By the way, my wife won't have sex with me on Halloween. Why is that? She says that every horror movie, if you have sex on Halloween, they are the first ones to die. So she doesn't do sex on Halloween. Does she do sex on like 1201 on November 1st? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but you know what? You know, I slept through, uh, I slept after all the goblins and the ghouls last night. I slept peacefully because I have a ghost bed and a ghost bed pillow with the cooling sheets and the technology. So if it's hot like it is in Florida right now, it's a chilling 79 degrees with 200% humidity. You can stay cool at night with the uh, with all the Ghostbed stuff. Right now Ghostbed's got 50% off. 50% off. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. What? Even, like, listen, even the peasants can afford Ghostbed at this point. Even the peasants yeah. can afford Ghostbeds at 50% off. You're not going to find a Nella deal. By the way, they love first responders. Fire. They even like firefighters, uh, believe it or not. Uh, they're even pro firefighter, and uh, you know, rumor on the street is that they're pro state trooper too. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, also, we have officerprivacy.com so that if uh, if you get in one of these incidents where you're going to be doxxed, you're going to be safe with officerprivacy.com. Removing your address from the online, it's not killing you as an influencer. So for you dancing TikTok cops out there, oh yeah, I was on the anti-hero podcast. We just had a. Um, a former cop turned porn star and she was talking about how it's insane how people can find her address and they write mean things to her and i was like do you know what you need officer privacy because they're moving into influencers bro i'm trying to get them to change i'm i I want them to add an add-on site called influencer privacy because 
I already got him hooked up with conservative ant because he was like, yo, what's this officer privacy about? I got people banging on, you know, and conservative ant, he's got 1.4 million now across the board. He's growing rapidly and, uh, and not everybody likes him, but we were in a grocery, we were in a gas station. People were getting pictures with him. We went to this fight. You and I did. In oh, we had to with stop him. in the middle of the road because a, a middle-aged, <laughs> the middle-aged <laughs> white woman goes, excuse me, are you Anthony? And he's like, yes, ma'am. She's like, I'm super shy, but I just want to take a picture with you in the middle of the road. And I was like, well, in the middle of the road. I'm going to pour some of this first responder coffee company coffee over my computer. God, that is scary. I just wanted to do it in front of everybody because uh, I got the first responder coffee company. They were hanging out with us as well this weekend uh, down in Jacksonville. And that was probably one of the best events ever. What was your opinion on the event? Dude, I had such a blast. It went by quick because I think. I think when you do something like that, you you forget how much you're working while you're it's it looks kind of like a giant party. But I mean, right. in all reality, we're, you know, you, when you do something for valor, you can't let them down. So your your mind, I know yours was constantly like, like getting you to have to relax and have a beer, you know, not until about uh, the suite. I think the suite, everybody relaxed. Right. Yeah, but by the time we got into the suite, I was so exhausted. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I had an adrenaline dump, too, because, you know, when they, they took us up state uh, ringside or whatever, bro, that's intense. Watching two dudes bare knuckle deuce it out. Yeah. I was, was tired. Funny. Like, I was on edge the entire night. I've never seen anything like that, dude. I, I've been to a couple of fights. Um, I've been to some UFC MMA, jujitsu, uh, been to boxing matches. This is my first bare knuckle event, hands down, the craziest. Yeah, it, it, you said it the other day. It, like you could hearing the punches, ringside is one thing. Hearing the punches, five hundred, well, the five hundred yards away up in a suite, like yeah. another two stories up from the ring, you could hear like, and it was just like, yeah, that God, that had to have been a hard hit. <laughs> Bro, when that dude's ear exploded and just blood <laughs> gushing out of his ear, like, what, what does he do after that? Do you think he they have insurance? Back. He was actually, by the way, that was the only that was the only match that went all three rounds. Those were two of the hardest dudes of all time. I want those two guys on our podcast. Those are the two hardest men. I've that was like a real rocky moment. That one dude was leading with his face and just taking blows. Da da da. And I was like, mercy, William, mercy. I was like, gonna throw in the towel. And um, but when he popped that dude and that blood just exploded from his ear, I was like, what the actual fuck is yeah. going on, dude? I can't wait and, for the next. And it's crazy because it's safer long term than uh, than using uh, gloves in the USC. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's what they say. I mean, that was what the uh, that's what Ken Shamrock says. So, uh, you know, I believe it sounds like science yeah. to me. Sounded smart <laughs> when he said it. Did. <laughs> I had a blast, man. I I, I want to get like so many cops in on the next one just because I just think it'll be a rager. And Ken Shamrock loves, fucking loves first responders, dude. It does. Um, we, I want to meet up at the next one and I want to fill the whole fucking place with first responders. EMT. When we talked to Manny, uh, the he was like, listen, Ken is not budging on first responders. That is his whole thing. And I was, and I told him, I was like, first off, you're, I was like, Business plan as first responders, especially cops, as your demographic, it's not a good one because I'm a cop and I know how fucking cheap they are, right? And I was like, we're all in the business of, but 
it's it's a definitely a harder one and he goes ken shamrock will not budge that's his thing and i was like okay well moving forward you know so it's true he does he does love cops he's not a badge buddy though <laughs> we learned that he's not a badge bunny. He learned that he's he not learned. A badge bunny. <laughs> oh, and it was so funny, conservative ant. What a knucklehead. Um, yeah, dude. I hope we get to work a lot more with Valor. And I really, dude, I really think first responders are gonna dig this shit. And um, you there's not just there's not enough, there's not a lot of people out there that are hundred percent in on first responders, like in Shamrock is. So um I hope we don't spoil that for him. I hope the 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 first responders show up. In numbers, speaking of showing up in numbers, maybe a lot of paid members in the YouTube chat tonight. Bosco, Carly, and Benet, boo boo, fuck face. Uh, <laughs> Bone cold, please. Us and tactical to Michael Hendricks. And the list goes on. I'm not going to keep scrolling, but uh, thank you guys for being in the live chats. By the way, I got to figure out who boo boo, fuck face is. Boo boo, if you're on Instagram, <laughs> will you send me a DM and just let me know who you are so I can stock your photos and just kind of see what's going on? Armory Knight just joined in. With Don't us. What's do it. On? Stay anonymous. You know, if you want to keep paying us to do these live shows, these live entertainment. Hit us up in the super chats. Uh, hit us up on the Patreons. Hit us up on the paid YouTubes as you, we got going on here. Uh, lots of extra content. So let's dive into today's news, man. This is the last call of the news. By the way, I did a video yesterday on YouTube. It's pretty news related oh. on the uh, hockey death. Dude, almost 2K views uh, in less than 24 hours. That's good. Yeah, on, on a 13 minute you know, podcast. Because listen, podcast channels are very new to YouTube. Not a lot of podcast channels are getting a lot of attention. When you go live the way we do, because um, we're 99% audio listeners, like 99% of our listenership comes from audio, but we've been really working hard on getting over into the YouTube because, you know, YouTube's such a big space and there's a lot of money to be made there and we don't want to take it out. And I was pretty against doing the YouTube thing. I remember, um, yeah. You know, but about seven, eight months ago, True Breezy really, you know, got it. Now I really do enjoy the YouTubes and the rumbles. We get the rumble thing going on now. Um, and, and so and I, and I enjoy having these little chats with like Will Cray and Bosco and all those guys in the chats. So um, it, it's been, it's, it's been nice, but when you stream like we do the algorithm, there's, there is no algorithm for streaming yet. It only goes to your already followers. Mm -hmm. So you can't get new followers with a stream unless your followers that you already have share it on Facebook. That's why I always put like share this in Facebook or share yeah. it on Instagram or call or tag a friend because we're not we're not going to get any new listeners. But when you record something like a clip, it goes out to the worldwide YouTubes. Wait, wait, um, wait. So even even post stream, it doesn't do it. Like anything streamed doesn't get no. To that if room. you pre-record, if you pre-record, I believe it goes into an algorithm. But if you live stream, it will not because they don't know what you're going to say. Oh. YouTube doesn't know what you're gonna say because you're live, so it's only once you to say shit that, that that they know people already like you, and that way if they gotta kick you off later, they can kick you off later. Okay. So when we do these wow. live streams, you know we're really kind of taking it on the chin. But if we pre-record, we might get more followers, but then we miss out on our paid YouTube members, and we don't give them a chat chance to be in the live chats like Mer Five Thirty is right now. Um, Chuck Owens just joined us. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a hard conundrum, man, because these this is unique what you're doing and people get to engage when you pre-record. No one gets to engage. So yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hendricks says that I sounded here. I'll just put this comment up on there and we don't get comments like this when you pre-record. Michael Hendricks says Eric sounded like a real murder apologist <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh, 
listen, I deserve it. Um, <laughs> you know, but I even put in the video, listen, this is just one man's perspective. Change my opinion. People were still like, you simp, you little bitch. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, um, and you had a good point, man. I, when you, you have it in your mind to fuck someone up, right? Beat the shit out of somebody, but you don't want to kill them. But, you know, if you ever go, if you went into a, into a bar and punched some dude in the head and he died, oh, shit. It's still manslaughter, but you had no intent of killing him. So. Yeah, so I, here, here's what I think is crazy because as a law enforcement officer, this is what I was. This is what I'm always trying to portray on this. Uh, what I'm always trying to portray on this channel is that when you're a law enforcement officer, we don't get to react the way that civilians do in an emotional response. So you saw a dude, which by the way, the media very quickly made this racist. They made it. Um, like, I, and I'm talking right-wing media this time. But everybody's making everything about race, so I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. I'm not shitting on anybody for it. But they were like, if this was a white dude kicking a black dude, it would be murder hands down, like, right off the bat. But because it's a black dude, you know, I think, and the, the reality of this, and this will piss a lot of people off, the reality is that that dude is kind of untouchable because he's black. And, and you look at any oh, hockey baby. commercial, and every hockey commercial, it's always like, bro, have you, if you, if you, I've been to one hockey game, I got kicked out within the first 15 minutes because I refused to wear a mask. It was during races. There wasn't a single fucking black person there. It was like a hundred percent white people. But if you look at a hockey commercial, they've got like every race under the color, under the flag. And that's just not the reality of it. So when you have an actual like uh, a person of color playing hockey, I'm sure they're like, dude, at no chance can we ruin this. Like yeah. <laughs> in today's culture, we've got to keep this dude happy. We got to keep this dude in the league. But I, I, because they went to race on it so fast, I think is how it came through through my Twitter feed or my X feed because that's when I was like, wait, this is ra- like, how is this racist? And I looked at it and I was like, that's not racist. Oh, and the dude that did it was black. So when I first read it, I thought a white guy kicked a black guy. That wasn't the case. It was a black guy kicked a white guy. I don't see any race involved in this. Um, and, and I think as a law enforcement officer, nobody knows this guy, Matt Petgrave. Nobody knows who he is. And the media was like, well, he has a history of violence and he's, you know, leader in, in penalty points. Any great player is going to be leader. In say, he's points. a hockey player. He's, of course, he's going to be violent. They don't That's have my any fucking point. teeth in their head. <laughs> right. And so I like, I'm all for a guy like that. But here's the thing. As a law enforcement officer, you cannot go based on emotions and what everybody else is trying to get you to think. So while everybody's trying to make you think that this guy is a murderer off the bat and not even giving an opportunity to look at the other side, what if there is another side? And as a cop, that is how you have to investigate every case you cannot go that guy's on the phone he's getting a fucking ticket fuck him he's on the phone no you should pull him over and i i get a lot of heat from law enforcement officers i don't give a fuck why he's on the phone you shouldn't ask at least no i want to know why you were on the phone and i say hey man any reason why you were on the phone dude my my wife is going into labor like right fucking now okay like that's a great reason to be on the phone in your car, like, let's go, let's get him out. You should always, as a law enforcement officer, give somebody the benefit of the doubt before you judge them. It's what you want as a civilian. It's what I would want as a civilian. So I'm not going to jump out and say this dude murdered this guy. I'm going to give him a chance. Listen, I would like to believe, I hope to believe, and you will never know this until you interview the guy or what his actual feelings are. And you're going to learn a lot from the interview. But going into it, how I would start my investigation is... This really looked to me like a, I'm flying through the air. This dude's coming down on me. Get the fuck off of me. He kicks him and he's like, oh shit, I've got fucking katana blades on my boots. 
<laughs> and I just kill build this motherfucker. Yeah. Um, that's where I would start my investigation. Now I interview him and he would, and I started interviewing other hockey players and they're like, man, nah, this dude said he was going to, he was going to take one of these guys out. He said that he was going to take that player out because he's the best. Well, okay. Okay. Now my investigation is going to go somewhere else. But if I start investigating, they're like, dude, this guy would never, I mean, yeah, he's got penalty points, but it's because he cares. It's because he's passionate about the game. It's because he wants to win, but that dude's never headhunted somebody. Cause listen, I've seen hockey montage videos where these dudes like cross check somebody in the fucking like from behind into the brick that could kill somebody. Yeah. Is that going to be manslaughter? Well, they, I remember when they, when they tried making hockey less violent, they tried taking like fights out of hockey and the numbers tanked. This was probably like seven or eight years ago. And then they slowly brought fighting back because it's like going to NASCAR and speeding them down another 40 miles an hour. Like, Everybody goes to NASCAR because they want to see wrecks, right? You go to hockey. Right. Part of the experience is, I mean, because when they fight, I know you don't go to many hockey games, but man, it the whole college, you can't hear that on TV. The whole Coliseum is like something, you know, from the Middle Ages. Everyone's like, fucking kill him. <laughs> Cut his throat with their hockey. Buddy. <laughs> now they just up the game, man. <laughs> now we need Dude, homicidal you know hockey. Like, I was talking to a hockey coach uh, yesterday and some hockey podcasters. I don't remember which one it was that told me, but um, they said that even when they are fighting, when they go to the ground, like it's over. Like there, there is a limit. Like there is a, there is a boundary. And, but listen, this shows you how much I like how little I know. Everybody I talked to yesterday was like, this dude's a murderer. Like hockey coaches, um, I did okay. write. I, I did talk to one uh, hockey podcaster that was like, "Dude, I don't think he murdered him." I, I listen. I talked to four people yesterday. Three of them said he was a murderer. One of them said he wasn't. He got on to explain to me, um, and that's kind of where you know I said I would start my investigation with. I hope he flew through the air and just forgot he had fucking blades of steel on. I don't know. I, 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 but I said, this is one man's perspective. Change my mind. Don't call me a fool. Don't call me an idiot. And what do people do? There's like 76 comments out there. And some people were like, <laughs> like, what are you blind? <laughs> I just well, don't I know. Mean, but here, I'll, hey, for those of you guys who are just tuning in on the YouTube right now, because I told you I love you. I'll play the clip. It's two seconds. I'll play it three times, just like I did yesterday. So you guys can see the clip. But what you'll notice here is a guy in red is going to kick the guy in white. And it's a kick. I don't know how you argue that, though. I think it's a kick. He fucking kicked him. What do you think? Well, okay. So you're in a sport. Lots of testosterone going, right? You remember when Tony Stewart killed a guy on a dirt track? Yeah. Yeah. Tony Stewart was pretty much ousted from NASCAR, if I remember correctly, because he's a fucking asshole, right? And then he went to he was always circuit. he'd always like reach in and like punch people yeah. through the windshields and shit. So Not through the he went through the he went to a dirt circuit and he you could see his car go out of his way and hit a dude and he got off scot free. So but the dude was coming after him to fight him, right? <laughs> he just fucking killed him. I don't. Know. He was like, nah, I just remember it was it was pretty it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, and he didn't go to jail for that. There was definitely intent to hit the guy. If he wants to say, I didn't intend to kill him with my car. I just intended to hit him. Yeah. I, you know, I love that you brought up that point because I mean, I don't think we had Twitter back then, but like, I wonder if it would have blown up the same way or is it blown up because this guy's black and you guys are secretly racist and you want him to be guilty. Hey, it ended up in your algorithm, bro. Not mine. Look at this kick. Bam. 
I'll do it one more time. Oh. Bam. I mean, that's a fucking kick. Even when his blade makes contact with the dude's throat, he still extends. Follow like, through with it. Yeah, oh. look at that, dude. Like, I don't know, man. I The more I watch it, the more I question my opinion from yesterday. Um, I just... I can't imagine somebody wanting to do something like that. Like, I, can, I think you could definitely argue the fact that all right. It was just Maybe in the you moment. You didn't mean to kill him, but you had to have known consciously that you had a blade at the end of your foot. Like, you, there's no way you can't be like, oh shit, I was playing hockey. I forgot I was wearing, you know, blades, skates, <laughs> whatever. Katana <laughs> like, blades, dude. I meant to kick him. Like, if you got a full confession and he said, I meant to kick him and I knew I had blades on, but I didn't mean to kill him, like, uh. Yeah, so I, I remember Clint Malachek, uh is a Canadian former professional ice hockey player, goaltender who played in the National Hockey League and had his neck cut. This is coming from Tactical Dude. I do remember that from my childhood. I remember watching the ice just turn blood red. Um, I saw all the, the news clips from it. It really like scarred me as a child, and I saw that. But that was not, like, there's no way that was intentional. That was somebody sliding in, and their their skates caught him. There was another dude that caught him, uh, was, in, was in a... Um, a scuffle on the ground and another guy uh like he went down and another dude tripped over his neck both those guys did not die though um yeah how do you where the, does, does anybody know as a first responder has anybody ever do, eric do you know any firefighters that have responded to a jugular cut because i've always wondered so someone, i've been to a jugular cut i um i responded to a jugular cut the guy was dead though when i got there and how do you um, stop it oh i have no idea um you know when i got saying? there like i said he was dead. Um, but the, the one I went to, the guy took a box cutter slash to the neck, panicked, and did a full lap around a Motel 6 or Motel 8, whatever it's called. A full Brand fucking evidence lap. everywhere. <laughs> Bro, it, like, it looked like you cut open two gallon jugs, two gallon milk jugs, filled it full of blood. And then took a lap while just holding them upside down. I've never seen so much blood in my life. And I watched the uh, tapes from each one of the tapes linked together as this dude ran around. And I can't imagine the fear he must have been going through. Like, the bitch is like, he didn't even know what to do. He just ran a complete circle and died right where it all started. And so much blood, dude. So much blood. I wonder if firefighters, if they had known, because you don't know that. You Obviously, every sports game, there's firefighters sitting there doing nothing. And, of course, like always, they don't expect some, like a trauma alert in the ice, right, out of nowhere. But even if they had been on point, I wonder if what they would have done. Like, oh, well, his, I mean, his karate is cut. The, uh, if you look at the other ones, they rush right out of there and they jump on the ice and – they put massive amounts of pressure on the neck and like they get to work fast in this incident. The guy like got up and he was like holding his face. He like wasn't even holding his neck. Like, I don't even know if he felt that his neck was open. I don't know, but he skated all the way back to the, to the coach. Um, I don't know if that had something to do with it. The extra movement there. Um, also, I mean, who knows how deep and how wide it, the cut was, but somebody had mentioned to me, one of the coaches that I was talking to yesterday said that like, why didn't the ref do anything? And I said, well, it's not the ref's job for one. And two, 
there is a fight or flight response that anybody, even first responders, but when you're a first responder, like I saw a girl who had a femoral artery. I actually got a life-saving award for this uh, and she was pregnant. And I, uh, but more importantly than the life-saving award, I got an apology from the doctor, which was, that's my, like one of my favorite moments in, in history. Um, and, um, but I remember looking at her leg and looking at the amount of blood and for like a split second, I was like, Oh, why me? And then I was like, okay, get down there and stop it. No, I didn't have time to put gloves on or anything. Um, yeah, you, know, you get the tourniquet out and you cinch that thing down and, and, and you know that she's going to die. Now, if you're a referee and you see something like that, that fight or fight or flight response is going to take a little longer. Cause you're going to be like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Cause he's not for this. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like a cop or an EMS or a firefighter is like, holy shit. Oh, I got to fix that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to hate on a fucking, um, uh, I'm well, not going to I don't even think our refs medically trained. I don't know. I mean, huh? maybe our, our referees not. even medically probably, trained. Probably not. Probably not. They're yeah, I doubt it. Um, Michael Hendricks says pregnant, got a double lifesaver unless it was given by a lefty, which got a lifesaver as a reprimand. No, this was actually a pregnant prosty um who was prostituting in somebody else's area and she got hit with an exacto knife down the thigh, which uh, exposed her femoral artery. It didn't cut the femoral artery, but it exposed it and cut all the veins around it. Um and it was a uh it, it was a gusher. So I tied a tourniquet around it. We got her to the hospital and it was an Indian doctor. And he said, who the fuck put this tourniquet on? And I mean, cause dude, I put that bitch on. Yeah. So tight. Um, I mean, she was screaming in pain and he was like, this has gone too far. You guys got to fucking quit putting these goddamn tourniquets on every fucking thing that you see. It's going to do 10 times more damage because of this shit. And he undid the tourniquet and blood shot from like, it shot like 20 feet. And he went nuts. He was like, put it back on, get so-and-so in here. Dude. I mean, the whole room filled with people. And um, I left. After that point, he made a point to come to the station and I was already gone and he put me in for a life-saving award. He put me in for the life-saving award, not my, not anybody else. And, and, and I got an apology. He said, man, listen, I should never have yelled at you. If you would not have put that on her, she would have died. And I was like, dude, I don't care. I mean, you can yell at me. I get yelled at all day long. Like I, I should, I, I get yelled at by school teachers. I get yelled at by lawyers. I get yelled at by taking people to the uh, homeless shelter. I get, I, why would, why wouldn't a fucking doctor yell at me? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, uh, Hey, she lived, the baby lived. I mean, I don't know if that's fortunate for the baby or not. I was going to say, I think the baby's already out there tricking. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm pretty sure it's probably not a. It's probably not. Human trafficking's funny. <laughs> oh, oh god, that's so dark. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, go back and watch the video. You can see my little breakdown. It's like 13 minute breakdown on the uh, on the thing. Let's jump into today's topics. The real news. So that you don't sound like an asshole at the weekend barbecue, giving you something else to talk about other than saving two lives. Yeah. What'd you do this week, Bob? Oh, you sold a couple of cars. I saved two fucking lives, Bob. Now watch me fuck your wife. <laughs> and then kill yourself afterwards because the PTSD. And then kill yourself. 
<laughs> Guns and Cafe just comes in and says, well, awesome. Uh, yeah, you came in right at the right time, homie. That's what we're all about over here at the Felder Stop Podcast Network. But anyway, um, where do you want to start? Let's start with, uh, dude, uh, I like this whole RFK suing the Secret Service uh, article here. Um, this is from CNN Politics. RFK Jr., I don't know how much you know about him, uh, Tyler, but RFK Jr. running against, uh, well, he's one of the Kennedys, so his dad was assassinated. Uh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. John F. Kennedy. Uh, wait, was that his dad or his uncle? God, I'm so stupid. Um, but anyway, no, yeah, right? Oh, man, it sucks not having dead like here to fact check us when I say oh. stupid shit. Um, cause I'm a C student at best, but I'm just giving you the headline news topics. New way of dead leg. Who's still on his way back from Florida. I think he's, uh, was well, he Arkansas. walking with one leg fucking leg, dude. Jesus Christ. Dude, he drove <laughs> from Didn't Denver. He drive slower. <laughs> he drove from Denver. God, uh, dude. Um, but yeah. So anyway, Robert Kennedy jr. Uh, big anti-vax guy. Uh, jacked as shit, by the way. Uh, got a lot of crazy opinions. There's a lot of stuff he says that I really, really like. There's a lot of stuff that he says where I'm like, what the fuck? Um, however, the Democratic National, the, the DNC has silenced this dude from day one. The, you can't YouTube shit about this guy. Like, there are great articles that you can find on Twitter and you try to go fact check it and they bury it so deep that you can't find it. The DNC, they won't put him on Fox. They won't put him on CNN. Actually, Fox was the first ones to put him on uh, a dollar, uh, you know, what is it, a day late and a dollar short. Um, but this dude has never had a chance to beat a Biden from the beginning because they won't give him any interviews. Um, they, they try to remove him every five seconds from YouTube. They try to remove everything that he puts on Instagram. You can't because he's an anti-vaxxer type type deal. But his polls are up um, 19% right now. And he's running independent, which is scaring the shit out of the Biden campaign because it's really fucking up with their numbers. And they're really, they're really afraid that RFK Jr. running independently will take enough votes from Biden that'll put Trump back in office. And so there is a, a certain panic going on with RFK. But if you remember when we did a show a few months ago, back in, I think it was July here on Last Call, we talked about RFK wanting the Secret Service. He had somebody show up with a fucking gun uh, to one of his speeches and got taken down, not killed or shot, but the, you know, the, his security people took him. He's had people trespass onto his property. And the response he got was, you're not a real candidate. And the way that the law is written is that it has to be a viable, uh, a credible uh, candidate. And so there isn't a real number on that, but the suggested number is that you have to be 15% or higher in the polls for three months. Well, Robert Kennedy Jr. has been over 15% in the polls, but not for three months. He'll go from, he'll go up to like 21% and then he'll drop to 13%. Then he'll come back up to 17% and then he'll drop down to 14%. But if you take the average the average is he's been around 15% the whole time. And the Secret Service was like, no, we're not going to give you Secret Service, even though two people in his family directly related to him have been assassinated. Like we now say, know December he's last a, year. He's a Kennedy, dude. He's he's already on borrowed time, man. Don't all those guys die mysterious deaths anyways? And he's yeah. and he's pissing off the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. And they won't protect him. 
<laughs> so then, so check this out. And here's what's even crazy about it. Okay, so like, listen, if you want to discredit somebody, if somebody is so fucking crazy, like RFK Jr., if he's so fucking crazy, then why not let, why not give him an interview so that the whole world sees how crazy he is? Why not give him time to expose himself instead of hiding him? Because when you hide somebody and you don't give him the airtime, it makes a guy like me go, oh, well, then what is he saying that's got you guys so scared? So when the Secret Service, he goes and files for a Freedom of Information Act, which then gave them like 60 days to get back with the files that he requested. They didn't give him back the request. So Freedom of Information Act, it's past their time. So now he's suing them because they're not giving him the documents. Again, it makes a guy like me say, okay, if the guy wants the Freedom of Information Act to see all of the information pertaining to why you decided not to give him secret service and now you won't give him that information, it makes me go, well, why didn't y'all give him it? Why aren't you giving him the information? Why not give him the investigation that you guys did? Because you know it's flawed. That's what that's the government, man. I hate the government. It's crazy. So now RFK is suing the Secret Service. Um, and, and you're not really getting a lot of good news on this. Uh, but I did like how CNN, because CNN doesn't know what the fuck to do. They definitely don't <laughs> want Trump, but it's looking like Trump's coming in. And I have a feeling there's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people um, if Trump makes it back in, which is why everybody's scared. I don't see Donald Trump honestly going without being assassinated. I think if he yeah. climbs the polls too much further, he beats out the jail stuff and all the indictment stuff. They're just going to fucking kill him. Let me there's ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think that um, when when we decide when when someone's going to get Hillary, right? Um, do you think the Secret Service is in on it and allows the window, or do you think the Secret Service are law enforcement officers that, no. that do their best? No, I think it's probably contractors from from other countries, Portuguese. Uh, I remember, like, like there was a big Portugal, like, uh, contractors from Portugal. I, I believe it's Portugal. Um, the Blackstone, all the the underage. We did a show with Dan Holloway. I think it was like our second episode of Fair Stop ever, but it was uh, government-sponsored child trafficking. And they take all the under 18-year-old kids and put them in these government facilities that are ran by Blackstone or BlackRock. Is it BlackRock? BlackRock, BlackRock I think, yeah. Um, Blackstone is the grill. Um, it, it's ran by BlackRock, and they won't let like uh, health and human services inspect it. It's uninspectable. Um, matter of fact, when when it got when they caught wind of it, I believe remember this, this show was like over a year ago, two years ago. But I believe it was like Arizona was like, yo, what? No, we're not allowing this shit in our state. And it was funded 100% by uh, Hunter, or, uh, Joe Biden's other son, not Hunter, but Bo Biden. Bo Biden had a big investment in there. Uh, uh, Barack Obama was the one who kind of started these these kind of camp, these kind of camps. But the point I'm trying to make here is that I believe it was Portugal. And you can fact check me again. If, if Josh was here, he would be fact checking me as we speak. But it was Portugal security guards it was a security company out of portugal that is securing these compounds so what the fuck is up with that because they know that if you had americans guarding this shit and they saw what's going on in these buildings oh yeah probably wouldn't tolerate it and there's probably like uh you know if if somebody from portugal dies botching the attempted mission it's easily explainable like oh that's a fucking terrorist yeah you know so we didn't hire him 
Because if you go back to Operation Northwood, which you can go to our, our Sunday show with conservative Anthony, which is called Night Shift TSI. Please go there and give it a five-star rating and review right now. That's Night Shift TSI on all your podcasts. Just type in Night Shift TSI. And when Night Shift TSI, top secret information, comes up with conservative Ant, uh, it's got like a little vanilla folder looking type type deal. And uh, give that a five-star rating review and, and tune into it. But um, um, where was I going before I went down that rabbit hole? What were we talking about? I'm just, uh, just we're talking out. about oh, like a Port- like how the guy from Portugal and he oh you know, it's, yeah, it's easy. Um, well, Operation Northwood that was going to be Cubans, and they were going to have they were going to get a Cuban to uh, do a mass shooting on a Cuban apartment complex, so that even the American Cubans would be anti-Cuban, and that would help us get into the Cuban War during the, the the Cuban Missile Crisis. But Operation Northwood was discussing it, and it led to John F. Kennedy being assassinated because he said not only is this Operation Northwood's 100% just insanity, you got, they were going to crash an American airliner with like 200 people on it after flying a Russian jet past it, a fake Russian jet past it, so that they thought that the Russians shot down this jet, and then simultaneously this Cuban shoots up a, a Cuban neighborhood and all the Cubans are, and we go to war with Cuba. It was this elaborate plan. Look it up. It's declassified at this point. It's called Operation Northwood, and uh, and John F. Kennedy said, "Not not only are we not going to do this, but you guys are going to you guys are fired, and I'm going to scatter these three eight-letter agencies to the the four winds." And uh, nine weeks later, I think it was nine weeks later, eighteen weeks later, he was assassinated. Um, and by the way, it was like the OG George Bush that was in charge of the FBI at the time. If you go back and read all that, and so um, you know that, that that shows you how insane the Bush the Bush family is, dating past Prescott Bush, and um, you know, so with the whole Kennedy thing. Yeah. Uh, and the whole Trump thing and the assassination thing, like, I, I think that it wouldn't be the Secret Service that did it. I think it would be a uh, it would be a, a contracted a contractor from like Portugal or something. Yeah. Like that. I mean, because you got to think like you could go super conspiracy and be like, you know, the Secret Service was in on it. They opened the window. But I mean, you got to think they're cops. I mean, they're not cops. They're not street cops, but they are sworn law enforcement to sway. To sway a sworn federal agent to do something like that and hope to God that they take the bait and don't go turn you in. Yeah, like no, so I think they got it. I think they use the person that's jacked up on drugs. Um, the person that's already that's already gone down like a certain path in life. And you remember when Hillary Clinton said about Julian Assange on the record, why can't we go drone strike this guy? He was hiding in an embassy. Julian Assange, she's the WikiLeaks guy. And her, pub, on public record, she goes, why can't we just drone strike this guy? Knowing he's in an embassy? Yeah, in England. <laughs> like in the UK. She's probably thinking out loud, like, why haven't we done this yet? <laughs> you know, and everybody was like, huh? Yeah, it was a big thing. But, like, if Hillary Clinton just is saying that shit on accident, out loud, on public, like, in public, on public record, do you know this because they're fucking doing that? Yeah. And oh, if yeah, you go yeah. back to the Arkansas case when they were laying in the plane on the road and dealing cocaine out there, it's the uh, kids on the tracks, which is a true crime episode that we did. Um, probably one of the craziest true crime episodes. That was when I read that that episode, Boys on the Tracks, was what hundred percent led me to believe that the that the the Clinton thing is not a joke. Like there is so much evidence in that case that government entities killed half of a town 
<laughs> they had more murders in one week during a uh, a court case that was going to expose Bill Clinton as a governor back then in one in a huge cocaine ordeal where they were flying in planes of coke and had a whole sheriff's department in on it and everybody just started like what was it seven people were murdered during that trial crazy one dude was suicided by having his neck slit and then trying to drive himself to the hospital on a motorcycle and hit another car and his last words were they're chasing me <laughs> i mean that is a just a bizarre case Bosco says Arkansas. So, you know, I, I think it's crazy. RFK Jr. asked for a secret service and they didn't give it saying that he's not a credible or viable candidate. Um, I, I think that he is a very viable candidate. And even though even because he's not getting debate time, they're not putting him in, in, the, in the media webs. They're canceling him. Or they blocked him from the YouTube videos. Um, they, they blocked him from social media and he's still sitting around 19 percent. I mean, uh, it seems pretty crow. It'd be better than if I tried to run. You know what I mean? So, Has an independent ever done this well before in recent times? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been some independents that have shook the game. I think, um, again, this is where Josh comes into play, but I want to say it was the independent nomination that made Hillary Clinton lose. Uh, okay, okay. Right on that yeah. one. If I'm not, which is what they're, like, which you're trying to avoid now. A lot smarter than I am. I'm just a C student at best, and maybe somebody in the chats knows better than I am. Uh, but yeah, there has been independents that have shook the game. Now, I don't think independents are going to win, but they have enough that they steal enough votes from a certain side. Like Robert Kennedy's going to steal enough from the Democrat side. The problem is there's a lot of Republicans and a lot of Libertarians that would have voted probably Republican that like RFK. So now kind of both sides are like, Argh. but it's really the left that's like, this could really fuck us over. Like they're in a sheer panic over when he swapped to independent. That's when, and, and as of somebody who's having to research all the time in the news, I can see now CNN, like to see an article by RFK in CNN, crazy. You try to do that shit back in like April, March, May, June, you would not have found anything by CNN on RFK Jr. except that he's an anti-vaxxer or something extremely bad. But if you look at this CNN Politico post, um, I'll just read their fact check. Because if you, again, rewind five months ago, their fact check would have been, they would have been trying to make Kennedy look like a uh, douchebag. Here's how I know that they're shit in their pants. This is their uh, fact check. Kennedy's suggestion that he is being treated differently than every other presidential candidate since 1968 is baseless. In reality, the vast majority of candidates in modern presidential primaries never receive Secret Service protection because they are not deemed major candidates, and it would be nearly unprecedented for even a major candidate to receive protection this early in a campaign if they did not already have it on account of currently previously serving in the White House. A CNN review of presidential campaigns dating back to 1980 found that uh, only Senator Barack Obama, who faced unique threats as a black man with a realistic chance to become president, was granted Secret Service protection as early as campaigns Kennedy is seeking. Now, I understand that, but Bush was already in... A lot of these guys were already in a certain political office that had Secret Service already attached to them. So they weren't... They didn't have to request it because they were, they were senators and... Um, you know, their, their parents were presidents, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, and not that Kennedy, like, isn't a politician either, but um, 
I don't know that it's like saying Barack Obama because he was he he served a certain type of threats because he was black. I would say that RFK has a certain amount of threats because his fucking last name is Kennedy. <laughs> he doesn't his family doesn't have very good luck. That's for sure. But I mean that I mean honestly that fact check was pretty well written and and um and it didn't start out with he's an anti-vaxxer. You know, if you looked at the fact checks months ago, it'd have been like RFK Jr. anti-vaxxer. That's how they announced him everywhere. RFK Jr. anti-vaxxer. He's not an anti-vaxxer. He's what my wife calls an educated vaxxer. He he's educated on what vaccines are complete dog shit, and you have a greater risk of a lifelong complication than you do from actually contracting the disease. And there's a lot of these diseases that were already at rock bottom. Like they'd already disappeared in the United States because of our cleanliness and, and how we've brushed, started brushing teeth and using peroxide on certain things and, and just basic hygiene that they had already eradicated the disease, but then they invent a, <clears throat> a vaccine and scare you that it could come back and then everybody starts getting the vaccine. So <clears throat> RFK Jr. is a huge proponent of that. And before he was ever running, my wife was all in on, on RFK back in like 2014 when she was reading one of the, the Vax books that was uh, reviewed by RFK way before, way before. Uh, oh, COVID. yeah. Because as a, as a mom of five kids, I mean, you got, it's not just with Vaxes too, as a parent, it's not just the COVID thing. I mean, when your kid's born, you have to make decisions on, if your kids are going to get vaccinated with all these, uh, with all these types of medicines or, you know, I don't, I don't think we did my kid. I think we just let him, uh, just trusted in his old, good old American immune system. Yeah. We, we, my wife read over lots of the, the vaccines because in 1980, 1980s, there were seven mandatory vaccines. There were seven vaccines that you got. You just, you got them before you could go into school. Now there are 76 Oh, to get into school? Well, it's just 76. And uh, most of them are cocktail vaccines. I'm not going to get into it all that much because I will be honest with you. I'm not nearly as smart as my wife. My wife's got a master's (laughs) degree and reads like three books a week. But way before COVID, she had read read uh, two books about vaccines and and she was like trying to explain to me. And she had a talk with, with one of the doctors and the thing, and, and and it was great because the doctor was like, well, you know, I think you should really get this vaccine. And she said, okay. She's like, you tell me, uh, what are the chances that my son could suffer from blindness from that vaccine? And the guy was like, oh, not a chance at all. And she's like, one in 3,000. That's not good odds. <laughs> and the dude was odds. like, wait, what? She's like, look it up. And so she shows it. And he was like, wow, I had no idea. So, you know, and I, we talked to another uh, a pediatrician and and you know, she agrees with a lot of things that we agree. And that's why she's our pediatrician. But she said when she was going through uh, her school to get her doctorate, they spent five days on nutrition and five years on uh, prescriptions. That she can't prescribe something as simple as yoga for weight loss. She can't do it. You know, even though that she knows that yoga would fix a lot of the problems, a lot of the ailments, telling somebody to get off the soda pop Go off the coach. They're not allowed to do it on on an ethical basis. They have to prescribe them certain things. So you know, I I think that there is a thing called a smart vaxxer. That's what my wife. That's the term my wife coined. Is uh, we're not anti-vax. We're smart vax. We would never say that like all vaccines are bad, but you should definitely do the research. You should look at your hereditary your hereditary line and make really good decisions instead of just saying, "Hey, government wants to put some shit in my body." 
Go yeah, for it, homeboys. Yeah, but most people can't even pay their bills. They're not going to go do all that to make sure that they're healthy. Okay. So, again, my argument is when did we become a nation that is too busy to not give a fuck about our kids? Like, your kids should be the most important thing. And we don't know that. We've moved away from it as a society that people don't do the research. People are allowing teachers to teach their kids whatever. And they don't argue the fact that so many parents, I'm not a public school parent. I homeschool my parent, but I meet so many people and I ask them all the time. Hey, what was the last school board meeting you went to? What's the point? I'm like, what's the point? Dude, if I had a kid that went to a public school, I would be at every single meeting because my kid's the most important thing on the planet to me. And what goes into his brain is the most important thing on the planet to me, if there's a coach, I'm fucking going to dive. I'm going to go and background check the coach. I'm not going to trust that like minor league baseball, uh, whatever organization, um, trusted that cop, uh, trusted that coach. No, I'm going to Google the coach. I'm going to Google all the, I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that the, the, the person that is spending three or four hours a day, three days a week with my child is safe or appropriate to be hanging out with my kid. Yeah, that's a thousand times more than what most parents do. I'm guilty of it too, though, man. I'm guilty of it too. Dude, it's a lot. I mean, there's. I think it was just because I, I because my mom, you know, my mom was like very adamant, and my dad, but my mom was like, she wasn't controlling, but like I was number one in her life, you know. And my wife only wanted to be a mother. Like when she grew up, she didn't want to have a doctorate degree, even though her parents really wanted to be. She wanted to be a mom, and um, and and, and I realize now that I have five kids and I've invested in my kids that it has become something to me that I'm like, I really promote invest in your fucking kids. Stop investing in yourself so much and invest more into your kids. Like nobody gives a shit if you have six pack abs, but they do care that your kid's not fat as fuck and lazy and glued to video games all day. Yeah. And that's a great thing. That's a great thing because as a father, you know, what's, I mean, we all know Eric Tangy does not have a six pack abs, but let's say (laughs) that you, let's just say in six months you decided to do something for yourself and you got super fit. And you're just sitting there like, and your kids are looking at you like, wow, dad's amazing. Dad's so cool. But you don't share all this knowledge with your kids. You don't inspire your kids to do that. They just see that you're cool. And then you're like, yeah, see what's up, kid. And it's like, you know, so anything I do, something that impresses my son, I like to sit down with them and explain it to him. And be like, you can do this too. If this is something that interests you, I'll help you. You know, I'll get, I'll help you do this. You know, I think that's how you not have, you have what, and also what I want to ask you about this. You have five kids, right? Yeah. you have one that's a hellion that's gonna be like, like that's my the favorite? <laughs> <laughs> do I have one that's my favorite? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Do I have one that's a hellion? Yeah, just one that you're like, hey, that one's gonna need a little bit extra, like you know. Uh, I would say that my youngest son, um, he'll either be a pro skater or a serial killer. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did say that. He'll either be a- <laughs> He'll be a pro skater or a school shooter. Um, no, I'm, I, I'd like, no, I think he's, he'll be a pro skater. Um, I only say that. Lucky he loves animals, so I know he's not going to be a serial killer, and he doesn't wet the bed, and um, uh, so he's not going to be a serial killer, thank God. But he had the potential. The kid's fearless. He doesn't feel pain um, like other kids do. I've watched him, uh, you know, at like three or four years old, he was trying to uh, hit a kicker ramp over a, uh, like a, two by 12 or something that they had standing up and um and he clipped the ramp and went face first into the concrete blood everywhere was like positive his teeth were going to be gone and i mean when he got up it looked like 
a cartoon where somebody threw like a red balloon in his face. I mean, just blood everywhere. And bro, he just looked up and was like trying to get all the blood out of his face and spitting and not a fucking like, not a tear. Yeah. Like, and went back and redid it after we cleaned them all up. So, you know, he's the one that I'm like, but he's also the one that when my sons try to fuck with them, like they're scared of them. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't, like I've had to have the talks. It's like, don't, you know, you don't hurt your brothers, right? Like, you know, that you can't like stab them, right? <laughs> Dude, because like they'll piss him off and he'll fucking try to throw a chair at him. Like he escalates things way too far. He's yeah. six now. Um, you can go file us a Tansy fam and watch him try to bomb this six there. He makes it, but dude, he takes some wicked slams before he gets it. But there's no other six-year-olds out there taking slams like that and not giving a fuck. Like, I mean, all my kids don't give a fuck, but at their age, they did give a fuck. Like when they take a yeah. slam, they'd look at me and be like, oh, as my shit broken, he like takes a slam. He gets up and he's like, yo, that fucking hurt. Let's not do that again. Let's land it. You know, we have a saying in our house, it hurts less if you land it. And uh, he lives by it. But no, I think he's the only one that I'm like, yo, you got to be kind of, I've had to have the talks with him. I'm like, you can't escalate things. Like, I know they're bigger than you, but like, just because they're smacking you with a pool noodle doesn't mean you can grab a fork and chase just after them. Like, two, two, two hours later in the house, it's a shiv. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, I have to have these talks with them. I'm like, you know, you can't. You can't do this shit, but they'll like they'll like they'll change the TV while he's watching it, and he'll just be like he'll just go straight to like walking up to him, grabbing him by the shirt, yanking him to the ground, pulling him by the back of their hair, and I'm like, bro, you can't do that. So I have to work with him a little bit more on that because I don't want him to grow up to be super hateful. But at the same time, he's the youngest brother, and he takes a lot of shit constantly, and and everybody that hangs out with is 13, 14 years old, so. Um, you know, he's learning really quick, but hopefully he'll be so obsessed with skateboarding that uh, the violence part will, will leave him. Um, let's jump ahead really quick. Cause this is an important, uh, article to get into, uh, was that, um, <laughs> there's so many articles I'm gonna have to skip today because we just been talking about other shit, which I love, like I'm all for it. Uh, but I know that you guys are wanting to, to jump into some of this news. This is a big one here. China has removed Israel from all of its maps. This is freaking insane. This is scary, dude. Um, there are two companies in China. And listen, maps in China are a big fucking deal because China is a propaganda communist state that basically is a one media type deal and their whole existence is based on propaganda so maps to them are they have rewritten maps in india they draw like like taiwan maps they redo the maps on how they want their constituents are you talking about maps they use to to teach their people like in schools yes. and stuff okay yes Yes. And there's two companies that are in charge. It's the Alibaba map company and Baidu map company. And they have erased Israel from the maps. How this came to public where Chinese kids were trying to uh, learn more about the Hamas war going on, about the Hamas, the Gaza. You know, they see it trending on Twitter. By the way, all this stuff is blocked in, in China. So they're not they're not like us where they know they're not having political debates on Israel versus Gaza. They don't know a lot of its existence. So what they do, they have to try to do is just learn from outside sources. They catch wind of it. And so they're like, what the fuck is Israel? Where is Israel? Well, they started Googling Israel, these Chinese people, and they can't find it on any map. 
through Google and through their, their uh, internet webs. So reaching out to American folks, again, Deadleg is, has strong ties to China. He could really be weighing in on this because I'm sure he knows way more about it than I do. Um, but they can't find Israel. They can find Jordan. They can find all these other things. Uh, they can find cities like Jerusalem and things like that, but it isn't under Israel. Uh, so they could get, they got all the Middle Eastern countries that surround Israel, but Israel's not there. They're not. Yes. They're, they're not recognizing Israel as and that's its own nation. That's big so, too, man. That's a big deal. Cause that's like, uh, that's like you getting in a fist fight with me. And then like a UFC C fighter or a Valor fighter stepping behind you and just showing himself like, oh, shit. Like, you know, yeah. like, hey, well, I'm with Tansy. And like, I don't have to say I'm going to hit you, Tyler. I'm just standing <laughs> behind Tansy. You know, it's like, oh, right. fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, they say that, you know, China has moved these aircraft carriers off of the coast up there and they got some things going on. They're like, oh, well, that's just a war game. Ah, it's a war game that ended like three months ago. So. I think we're getting a lot of propaganda. Uh-oh. Oh, are you anti-American, Eric? I've heard that a fucking thousand. I'm not anti-American, but if you don't think that our government and our media company, who's only controlled by six companies, 10 years ago, no, let's go back, 20 years ago, there were 54 media companies. We're down to six major media companies that control all of the media companies like Fox 30, Fox 14, Fox 10, and all your local cities. It's all controlled by six major media companies. And that's all you got, folks. If you don't think that those six media companies aren't putting out propaganda, you are living under a rock. You're blind. That's all there is to it. You don't want to know. You don't want to be awake. <laughs> you're 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 hiding from this. China has a long history. This is coming from Fox News. Uh, China has a long history of hyper focusing on maps. It has redrawn maps in recent months in an effort to lay claim to dispute territory in spats with India and Malaysia. Uh, India in August formally lodged an objection through diplomatic channels with the Chinese on the so-called 2023 standard map that lays claim to India's different territories. So, uh, maps are a big deal to China, and when you see China already having strong relationships with countries like Iran, it's really, really fucking scary when they start erasing Israel from their maps so that their own people can't really get, you know, and why would they want, why would they want to keep their people in the dark about Israel if they were, if they weren't siding with Hamas? Yeah. Or well, also, what about maps that are made in China that are shipped to every other part of the world? Do they keep Israel on there? I'm trying to make uh, you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. If we had Josh here, that's what I'll be saying all the time. If we had Josh here, we would fucking know the answer to that. But Josh is. Do you think, do you think Josh's wife is a Chinese spy that's trying to get information out of him? No, she's dope as fuck. Yeah. She's awesome. Just matter like had dinner with that's her. That's what. That's what a spy would want you to think. <laughs> if anything, Josh is a spy. Just kidding. Uh, no, Josh is. Uh, <laughs> listen, because he has the dead leg, he's he's always on the interwebs. One of the best fact checkers, researchers, and he's so methodical, like in everything that he does. Like he goes so far over and beyond what he's supposed to do that I always know that when I put something out, when he's in charge, I'm never gonna be like. There's no way to dispute it because he's already got my argument. 
So like I run it all by him and then he tells me where I'm wrong and where I'm not. So by the time I put it out on, on Instagram or make a comedy sketch of it, I, I like, I'm confident that I have an argument. And if somebody does bring something up, I just text him really quick and he, I know he's already going to have an answer. Um, all right. We got one last thing to talk about really quick. And that's, uh, I hope this thing in China works out. I really do. I don't have high hopes. I think World War Three is imminent. I think we're already there at World War Three. I think our propaganda machine is just kind of downplaying everything. Uh, by the way, have we forgot about Ukraine altogether? Like, is that just fucking Dunskis? Yeah. A Russian I mean, built a land bridge, and that's the last I heard that they had a land bridge uh, secured and everything to uh, move into Crimea. And and then we just stopped reporting on it. So I'm assuming they used the land bridge, and Crimea is 100% you know, under Russian control, hundred percent. Like we're not even, not even trying to fight that. Maybe I'm wrong again. Wish Josh was here. And for those of you who are tuning into this show for the very first time, my apologize, my apologize. Uh, let me go back to the chats really quick. Taiwan is the one that probably makes those maps. Uh, fair enough. Um, but, you know, I think uh, I was reading in this article that Chinese, that they've put out maps that uh, the Taiwan belongs to China. And they've, they've had those on the Chinese maps, the Chinese people forever. So, I don't know. Michael Andrew said, did you swing by Ohio? I think Dead Leg did uh, make it through Ohio. I did hear in the chats that he was moving through Ohio and then Missouri. So, um, uh, <laughs> somebody said, do you know how hard it is for Chinese people to say Israel? <laughs> 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 I could just hear that in my brain, which is super funny. Um, all right, let's go to this Fauci's new ouchie. Uh, Fauci taking some heat. Again, this is where I know that there's something going on with the left politically because we were not used to seeing articles like this coming from people like the Daily Mail and, and some of the other people that are reporting on this. I chose this article from the Daily Mail just because, you know, I use the New York Post, I use CNN, I use Fox News. I just like to keep everything well-rounded. And so uh, this is co- everybody's covering this. It's not just the Daily Mail. I just decided to give them some love and use their article. Uh, but several different media outlets have talked about this. Anthony Fauci run lab in Montana experimented with coronavirus strain shipped in from Wuhan one year before the COVID pandemic began. Going back to the Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough interviews that really kind of blew up in um, uh, Joe Rogan's face when he had them on. By the way, I always say that those two episodes of Joe Rogan were probably the two most important historically podcasts maybe in existence. You can really learn a lot about the COVID pandemic and the history of of Fauci um, from the two top leading experts in the field since the 80s. These dudes both resigned. They were anti-Trump and then quickly became anti-Biden because Biden lied to them directly. And that's when he says he knew that this had nothing to do with Biden or Trump, that this was 100% to do with pharmaceutical companies, 100% to do with pharmaceutical companies. And that is absolutely terrifying. And that's why they removed themselves from the CDC. U.S. taxpayer money was used to experiment with coronaviruses from the Chinese lab thought to be the source of the COVID pandemic more than a year before the global outbreak and an investigation has found. So this isn't conspiracy theory. This is fact, fact. 
the National Institute of Health, NIH, under Dr. Anthony Fauci's leadership, infected 12 Egyptian fruit bats with a SARS-like virus called W1V1 at a lab in Montana in 2018. The W1V1 coronavirus was shipped from the Wuhan lab. Uh, the FBI believes caused the COVID pandemic and was tested on bats acquired from a roadside Maryland zoo. It's a so what? fucking crazy. A roadside bro. what? Zoo. Oh, Maryland Zoo, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the research revealed this week by a campaign group determined the novel virus could not cause a robust infection, but the research is more evidence of ties between the U.S. government and the Wuhan lab, as well as the funding of dangerous virus. Now, here's what I think is really interesting about this is they have a little chart. Recent U.S. taxpayer-funded animal experiments in China. Did you know that $576,000 from a $1.9 million grant was uh, used for Peking University in China. And this grant was given to the University of Southern California, and they used $576,000 of your tax dollars to drill holes into mice, infect this virus into their brains, and then they were killed and dissected for research to see what the, what the virus does to their brain. Again, one year before this shit hits the fan. I don't want my tax dollars fucking around with this shit because we wouldn't even have this shit had they not been fucking with it. Yeah, I mean, I it's like I mean, like I said people won't even fucking pay their bills. That let alone, you know, they don't research anything. So when if the people that won't go to the PTA meetings to see what their kids are learning, they're definitely not going to go and go where are my federal tax dollars going to. Yeah, and I hope shows like this at least encourage one dad one mom to say, fuck it, I'm going to go. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go to a, a PTO meeting. If I change one person, if I have one parent that Googles their baseball coach and realize that the dude's got like six DUIs and, you know, all these other fucking things under his belt, and he's the one that's, you know, trying to tell you that your kid should be in travel baseball and should do baseball seven days a fucking week. And she just like, that's the guy you want to take advice from the dude with like six fucking DUIs. Who's never amounted to anything, but told everybody he was a college baseball player. And he's really not, you know what I mean? Like I think yeah. doing some research could go a long way and it could really save somebody's, uh, not their well, life. I mean, I look at you said, you said there's six major news outlets. I mean, look at what podcasting done in the last five years. You know, obviously we're nowhere near Joe Rogan. But, podcast in but, Canada. Canadians have yeah. to be a podcast in Canada. You have to be an approved podcast. Yep, and they're trying Stand to. Uh, they're trying. They're trying to get everybody here on board with that, and that's scary because you know. But again, they're going to take over the podcast. We're going to have to go to like fucking AM radio, like you know, to get, <laughs> to get heard. <laughs> I'll never stop at this point. Uh, China Medical University in Kunming Medical University and Beijing Zhanggangyao. A bioengineering company received a grant from the University of South Florida. The The University of South Florida had $28.9 million grant. They sent $812,906 to China for creating mutant malaria strains, injecting them into mice, and then feeding the mice to starved mosquitoes. Why in the fuck would any of us need to do this kind of shit? Like, I don't I, make me understand. Educate us. Um, because this seems a little ridiculous and it goes on and on 993,000 of a $64 million grant. Um, Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen's Allen Institute received the grant, sent that 900,000 of it to Hozong university. 
cutting out baby mice brains and slicing them up for analysis uh, again. But they're sending these things over to China because we have laws in America that won't you do shit like that. Yeah. Protect the baby mice. You know, so these liberal colleges that you're all, you know, save the PETA, all the shit. They're the ones that are just granting other people to do their dirty work. That's like the whole climate climate change things. You got all these rich elites telling you not to fucking start up your lawnmower while they fly around the country and their private jets doing concerts all over the place and their private jets drinking fuck tons of champagne, you know, driving whatever car they fucking want to and do whatever the fuck they want to do. But you're the one that's supposed, you know, during the, you know, don't wear your, or wear your mask. You must wear your mask, but we're going to have a wine dinner with no fucking mask, you know, with, with uh, you know, 28 people you know, uh, governor Newsom, you know, rules for the, and yet not for, for me. And that's why these things, uh, are important, but, uh, definitely Fauci's in some heat. I, I would, I would imagine that they'll, they'll do their due diligence by putting it in the news. Nobody will really fucking talk about it. Nobody's really talking about it. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I think it's something to, to talk about when somebody starts sucking the dick of Fauci, you know, out there uh, at the weekend barbecue and they're like, Fauci did such a great job. You're like, really? Well, did you know that Anthony Fauci was uh, was part of a research, uh, was was help, was part of research in Montana, his own personal lab that had the COVID-19 virus one year before the virus ever leaked and that they were working with Wuhan, China. And he knew all of that. He knew all that. But they like, we as a public were made to think that this was some kind of new novel thing that nobody knew about. It was taking the world by surprise. No, they knew all about the COVID-19. They knew everything about it. They just I made you think at a, if you're at a barbecue with a Fauci fan, um, you owe it to failure I'm to trapped. stop to punch them in the face. That's it. That's what. That's what. Uh, what to us when he sees you. I'll give you. you a free shirt if you do it. <laughs> uh, no, we will not give you a free shirt. We do not condone any violence on anybody. But maybe you can verbally punch him in the face with, <laughs> "Did you know that Fauci?" Uh, yada yada yada. But uh, dead legs in the chat. Right now. He says he can't wait to be back. He misses a wolf pack. Um, I wonder where he's at right now. Uh, I, he, he's got to be close to. He's got to be close to Colorado. Um. Uh, uh, anyway, let me give some Pompeo back homage real quick to the chats before I get out of here. Um, Mer five thirty said the fact that there is uh, recorded and supported documents of what our government does outside of our country, but people refuse to believe they would do it. Uh, to us is naive. I agree with you. Michael Hendricks says many think little of Fauci. Something about him doesn't add up. He he looks like a villain. Like, let's be real. Like, the dude looks like a villain in a comic book. I don't know. It's either him or RFK looks more like the villain. They look like they could be super really? You think together. RFK looks like a bad guy? He looks like a mafia Don. That's what he looks like. Or a yeah, sergeant at arms like for... That. Yeah, it's that white hair and that mean look. He looks like a Sopranos character. Have you seen him without his shirt on? No. Google it right now. Google just just Google just do it right now. You want me to bring it up for you? I got it. RFK. No shirt. Topless. Oh yeah, he's doing push-ups. Dude, he did a backflip like off of a pier or something into the water. It was rad. And he's like, he's as old as Biden. We're close to it. No vax either. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the. I mean, he's got some vax in him, I'm sure, just not the vax. Um, Fauci is the cabal doctor that became the face of the pharma companies. Won't argue there either. Boo Boo Fuck says, "I'm five foot." You attacking me, Michael? I, is Boo Boo Fuck face a guy or a girl? Need to know that. 
uh, Michael Hendricks says, remember like five years ago that all the liberals absolutely despised big pharma and now they're all about them. Yeah, that is weird. I, I say that a lot all the time. Um, I, I, it's also with this whole hockey thing, the left brings race and guns very quickly. Um, like if there's a mass shooting, they immediately go to guns, like ban guns. They immediately take a political, um, if a black man gets killed by the police, they immediately take it to race, immediately take it to race. But when a black dude kills a white dude with a skate and everybody says, I wonder if this guy was racist, everybody like you're racist for thinking about it. Or in turn, if uh, a celebrity dies who is completely pro vaccine and pro um, getting ultra boosted and he dies of a heart attack after playing pickleball uh, and you claim it, it's too soon. So it's, it's never too soon if the left does it, but you know, even the right, um, with conservative ant, they're destroying ant being like, yo, dude, I've, I've been a big fan of you, but really like too soon. And it's like, okay, so nobody else, it's, it's not too soon for everybody else. Um, you know, I, I just think it's really funny. I like the hypocrisy. So like, what are you supposed to, especially me as a comedian, because I never know when it's too soon or not too soon or like how far the jokes can go or they can't go, you know, like yeah, when they try I to mean, that bitch for cutting Donald Trump's head off, was she guys psychotic? Was it fucking gross and tasteless? Yeah. But like, I, she's a comedian who gives a shit. Like, I don't know if we should have like canceled her and boycott her. Like I really was against the whole cancel movement. Um, I think it's funny that it actually worked out with Bud Light. Um, and that was fun to see. I, I'll admit that, but well, yeah. Um, but Anthony, I think something like that just really helps. Like when, I mean, you guys think of when Anthony's, well, he made fun of like Chandler from Friends croaking, right? That was a, wasn't that what he said? And everybody was all but her. Yeah. When Anthony, what yeah. he said. It yeah, what he said like, was, was like, he, he said, like, you guys aren't questioning that this was a vaccine related heart attack. And everybody was like, wow, man, come on, too yeah. soon. That Is it makes, too soon? That just makes his real fans like him even more. Cause I would hate it if Anthony even felt a smidgen of oh my god i shouldn't have said that because he wouldn't be he wouldn't be conservative ant if he thought that right and what he did he posted a video and told everybody to metaphorically suck his dick and he didn't care i was like yeah, yeah. go anthony uh dude and you can't say that there's not a lot of people a lot of people i would argue millions of people that weren't thinking it so what's the difference in thinking it and talking about it like i think you should be able to talk about the amount of cardiac arrest going on. Um, I was talking to a PJ that was like, yo, they're completely burying the cardiac events that are going on during morning PTs in the military and trying to write it off as anything but cardiac moments and like going extreme distances to, to make it not a cardiac event. Um, you know, calling them other things. And he says it's, it's like completely unethical and he's having a hard time with it. Um, but he says, like, dude, he's never and he's a PJ and, he, and he's been a medic since the beginning of his career. Um, I think he's probably been in for 17, 18 years at this point. And he was saying, like, dude, we never had cardiac events or like heard about cardiac events like we hear about it now. But everybody in the military had the vax. Everybody had oh, the vaccine. Oh, I see what you're putting two and two together. I'm sitting here thinking, is it because they're old? But wow. Yeah, because you people were ousted from the military for not a I mean, right. your boy. Yeah, like, nineteen years and a twenty year, and he was like, you know what? Fuck. No, it. they this didn't. A- they ended up letting him stay in and get his retirement. Um, they were bluffing the whole time, and and dude, he's laughing that all the way to the bank because he's like, yeah, I got removed from my tier one team. Yeah, I got banished to combat dive school uh, as an instructor, or I, he's not even an instructor. He's like the commandant of dive school right now, and um, and uh, 
you know, he's like, but listen, you guys all told me that I was a fool and I'm stupid and I was giving up a $2 million retirement. They were fucking bluffing the whole time. They knew they couldn't kick us out. But you guys, they, you guys let them scare you. And at the last second, out of the 12 dudes that he stood toe to toe with, tier one guys that were like, I'll never get the vaccine, only two of them, two of them went through with it. And those to me are the real heroes. Like, I get it. You got to do what you got to do for your family. But like, as he says, dude, I was willing to die. Um, for my freedom by doing 14 combat rotations, I'm definitely, definitely willing to give up a fucking pension. If I'm willing to give up my life and have my kids, you know, his four kids raised without a father, if he's willing to sacrifice that, he's definitely willing to uh, sacrifice a military pension and retirement for his kids. So, um, <clears throat> but you know, he's a real tier one badass dude. He's the real fucking deal. Um, you know, uh, boo boo fuckface says Bud Light makes me want to grow a dick. Is that how it works? Uh, so boo boo fuckface must be a girl. Uh, must be a girl. Uh, okay. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think it's uh? Do you think it's poor taste to to talk about the Chandler thing? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Well, it's did poor you taste. see? It? He somebody brought in something that he said about uh Keanu Reeves and said, you know, I, I can't remember. They they're already memeing it. A quote he said, like kind of wishing ill on Keanu Reeves. Because uh, obviously Keanu Reeves is a little bit non-left-leaning and kind of a free thinker in Hollywood, and then they were like, "That didn't age well." <laughs> so. Yeah, but that, that, and that's the whole thing is so it's like so the left-wing guys can call us murderers and tell us that we don't care about our children and call us selfish, and and like I lost friends over the vaccine thing, dude. Like 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 lifelong friends I lost over the vaccine. Um, I didn't. I don't. I don't give up on friends because of their political decisions, but the left, all my friends that are left, like during the vaccine, they were like, Oh, I just like, I had one dude put this whole thing on social media about me. Like, Oh, I can't believe this guy's all about family first and this and that. And he's like willing to not get a vaccine based on his political stances, blah, blah, blah. I mean, those are like hateful things. And now I'm like, I absolutely hundred percent made the right choice. I was never anti the vax. I was anti being forced to take the vax. I wanted to do all my research before I put that shit into my body. And if I found enough research that I, that I could like, I was like, okay, yeah, I should get this. I had an open mind about it the whole time. Still do. But now, now my mind is closed. Now I see way too much, way too much information that a healthy person did not need to take that vaccine. I'm definitely 100% on board with no child should have it. Period. No. Maybe if you old. listen, if you did the research, if you listen to McCullough, the doctors, if you read their reports, no way would you give a fucking child that vaccine. Unless they were like super fat and had a lot of comorbidities. Your child fucking shouldn't be fat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you're already Bro, that's failing. I, I think that's borderline child abuse too that, that has to be corrected. Like, you've got to be conscious of your child's weight. At least you've got to be making an effort. Um, but when we were trigger treating last night, there was a kid dressed up as like, I don't know, some fucking Mortal Kombat dude and was just acting like a fat ass, like walking down the drive. He's like, they better have fucking good candy over there. His last one I had was lollipops. And I was like, bro, yeah. you're the well, fattest I mean, kid in the group and you're the only one crying about free candy. Like well, your parents suck. Health and fitness, man. I mean, every, obviously, you know, people have different genetics and some kids might be more prone to obesity, but as a parent, that's where you parent. You go in with your kid. You're like, hey, we're going to go on a long walk. We're going to start doing runs together. We're going to eat right together. We're going to work out together. You don't just say, hey, kid, you should be fat. I'm good. 
fix your shit. You know, like you, you or work like with your kid. for me, it's just one step further. Like if if you if you have a kid that's overweight, listen, this stuff happens. But when you when that kid is like. I want some ice cream and you're like, go ahead. And it's nine o'clock at night and it's bedtime. What? If your kid is like, what do you, if, if your kid has full reign at the Twinkies, any time of day that they want to take them, like that's a parental flaw. Like, I mean, there's a lot of parenting flaws. And I think as a parent, you should always be waking up every single day and trying to figure out, okay, well, yeah, I mean, listen, like I said, my buddy who's a, a, a seal called me today and was like, dude, you took your kids to a Guar concert? Like, don't you think that's a little fucked up? I mean, holding me accountable. I said, yeah, it, it, it was. When I got there, I was like, this is probably not the best thing. But, you know, me and my kids, we had some good conversations about it. I educated them on it. It's not going to be a thing. I don't let them listen to that type of music all the time. You know, but I mean, it was, it was a hard conversation that I had to have. I'm not a perfect parent. And I realized that, yeah, dude, it's not a good look. It wasn't a good look. I know that they're sponsored by that company and it was very nice and kind of them to give them tickets and backstage prices, but I probably should get better at saying, yeah, but it's inappropriate for 10 year olds to do that. And then I should be better at that. And listen, I, I realize that and I'm going to get better at it. Uh, but what I hate is, is that when, when parents know that they're doing something to make their child worse or, or allowing, you know, I always say that there's no, you know, you're, you're, you have a picky child, a picky eater. No, no you raised a picky eater. You allowed yeah. a picky eater. Okay, you fucked up. And you allowed a picky eater. You can fix it. You can fix it. No kid starves to death. Like, everybody's going to get out. Like, in the military. Is there any picky eaters in the military? Oh, yeah. You'll eat a... Uh, what were those MREs called? The fucking omelet? You'll eat an oh, omelet. Oh. If, you're, if you're last in line at the MRE box, you know. Yeah. There's no such yeah, thing as that. You know, you're just, you allow it. See, the military doesn't allow picky eaters. <laughs> like, you, you don't be like, you don't get to go in there and be like, oh, do you guys have any more of the, uh, you know, the roast beef MREs? Like, get fucked, asshole. Like, take the omelet and fuck right off. And so then you, uh, you know, that then, was then you the worst. Oh, the veggie omelet was the worst MRE when I was in. That was disgusting. And it had no candy to it, it had nothing. It was like vegetarian one? peanut butter. Yeah, the veggie omelet. Oh, that's the worst, dude. Yeah. And there's going to be one in that box. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, like, these are all like uh, they're, they're parenting flaws and everybody should be getting better at their parenting flaws. But listen, like, if you could take anything from this, it's, you know, invest 100% in your children. Like, your, your children should be the most important thing in your life. And if it's the most important thing in your life, like, treat your kids like you treat a brand new laptop. Like you don't let shit get near them that could spill on them, like coffee and stuff like that, you know? So, you know, your kids got coaches, fucking do your research, know everything about that coach. And before you take advice from some therapist or for some guidance counselor, do your research on the guidance counselor and the therapist and make sure they're worthy of giving you good advice. It's crazy how many people like, because of this show and because of my kids and their sponsorships and their, it's, it's insane. The amount of people that reach out to me on parental advice and then tell me what their therapist says or what their kid's therapist says. And I said, I mean, I don't, I listen, I'm not a therapist. I didn't go to college for this. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but that seems, that seems ridiculous. Have you ever like tried to research on your therapist and see where their life's at? Because if they're divorced three times and they're giving you divorce, you know, yeah. like therapy, that's who you want to take your, your fucking notes from. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to listen to a fat fucking preacher. Like if a preacher can't take care of himself, how is he going to take care of the flock of a church? If he doesn't have yeah. the discipline to get his own sins in check, how is he going to get my shit? How, how is he expect me to get my sins in check? So I don't know. I mean, I just try to be really careful. Um, you know, I say the thing. It's a whole concept. It's a whole, whole concept of failure to stop though. It's, you know, first responders 
you know, they're hearing it, whether it be news, whether it be anything from first responders, like we're telling you, this is our opinions on it, but I won't listen to shit unless it's, unless it's coming as an, as someone giving me advice or reporting shit to me, unless it's somebody just like me, I really don't trust them. And we have trust issues where we're coming oh, from. Bro, I mean, how many fucking videos do you have of these like operators telling you about their shooting platforms and their yeah. fucking murder gun? These motherfuckers haven't done anything in their whole life. They've literally never seen combat and they're trying to teach you about running and gunning and what gun platforms they are. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, what, who are, what are you? Cause there's people like Pat McNamara who's been there and done that. You know, you've got, you, you know, you got Tim Kennedy, you've got so many dudes out there that have like real world advice on how to deal, like how to shoot, who live it, breathe it and love it. But you've got a thousand fucking influencers out there uh, trying to talk to you about combat related tactics and techniques and you're like dude you're basically a paintball warrior yeah i you mean, know what I mean? In all reality it, it you want it's just one of those verified vetted things that you're not going to take combat advice from somebody who hasn't been downrange it's just you can't they just don't know. i was at a church the other day um uh i had to meet somebody and, and we met at a church and their guy came by and uh just a tall old janky dude dressed like a fucking just like the redneck of rednecks uh nra hat dusty and dirty you know definitely had a uh open carry cannon on him you know and uh he was introduced to me as head of security for this church and i was like oh cool and you're head of security for the church and he was like yeah he's like i've been in the i've been in the game for 30 years you know blah blah, blah. and i was like oh where were you a cop at He's like, oh no, no, no! I never, I never got into. That. I was, a, uh, I was a private sector, and it was like, oh, like, like government, like you're a, like a contractor. No, 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 no. private sector, uh, private security. Oh, were, were you in the military? Yeah, I, I was in the Navy uh, for like four years, you know, back in the day, and then I got out, and I've just been in private security ever since. Like this dude is running security for an entire church, just because he's a good talker. Just because he wears an NRA hat and knows a lot about God. Like it's, I don't know. I'm just always like very careful of who I'm going to take my advice of. And that's why I tell people to be very careful when you take advice from me. That's why I say so many times I'm a C student at best. Don't hang on every word I said. I'm going to be wrong a lot. All I'm doing is giving you something to talk about so that you don't look like a complete moron at the barbecue so that you can somehow relate to your family. You can somehow relate on Thanksgiving when everybody's talking about uh this this hockey game, the guy getting his next let you're not like what? What? Oh, one time when I was a cop, somebody got their next let. No, like you can relate, like you can be part of the story and have your own stories. Just well-rounded you. Yep, that was me yesterday. You were like, "Hey, check out this video." And I was like, "I didn't even know this happened." <laughs> right. <So. laughs> Hey guys, if you want to support the show, if you've hung along this long, I know it's been an hour and a half. It's a little bit longer show than we're used to on on uh, on Wednesdays, but that's probably because Deadleg's not here. Follow us on Patreon, man. Help keep this show going. Um, share this with a friend. That's the most important thing. Giving us a five star rating review. We do five free shows a week. Plus, we're on the road getting down with people like Ken Shamrock. And this is all for first responders, man, to keep you guys out of mainstream media, to keep you guys in the know, to keep you entertained. Please share this with a cop. Um, what I want to do is, listen, we still haven't started that Facebook group. Is somebody going to fucking DM me? Or maybe you did and I missed it. Let's try this again. But like, let's start a private Facebook group. 
not a private. I want it to be open, but like I want it to be fan ran Facebook group for failure to stop. Maybe answer a couple of questions to get into it. Like, do you like first? I, Cause listen, I don't even care if people are anti first responder that are in it. Cause you can't teach them or sway them or be a good example if, if they're not there. But I'd love a private group. Fucking fix, do it yourself. Somebody take it by the balls. Send me a request to get in. I don't even need my approval. You want the graphics? I'll send you graphics. Like, this doesn't happen. Somebody has to be sanctioned. Like, I just want a fan ran, fair to stop group, anti hero pocket. Maybe call it the C minus media group. I don't know, but it can encompass everybody getting a grip on things anti hero podcast, night shift, TSI. But I want a private group where you guys can all chit chat and forth, not just the Discord. I really want to make that happen, um, you know, so that when we're doing these meetups, we know who we're meeting and everything like that. And uh, we thank you guys so much for your support. And I also want to do digital business cards for you guys so that you can touch somebody else's iPhone and it will have a digital business card that will take them to the Failure Stop Network. And I'm going to try to incorporate all the shows that are under the network under that. I just haven't learned how to do it. Again, these are things that we learned uh, no, boo-boo, fuckface. Not like the Ross Patterson fan page. Um, I mean more like Drinking Bros. What's the new Drinking Bros page? Main? The Drinking Bros pa- main? That's what I'm talking about. Drinking Bros main. Um, the main page. I'm still in the hey, main page. Why don't, I love the wait, page. why don't we ask boo-boo, fuckface? Fuck, what's her name? Boo-boo. F- boo-boo, fuckface. Yeah, let's ask her to do it. Her, him. I'm he totally her. for it. But like a, yeah. not not like an Eric Tanzi fan page or anything. Like that. The Ross Patterson fan page is just funny. Like that's just like memes and like, you know, is Taylor Swift hot or not type shit. No, I'm talking about like like Dream Bros main where it's like you can put in there, I need my car fixed or, you know, I'm meeting us. I'm a first responder and I'm going to be at such and such buy me a beer type deal. Like just a place that we can all like an alike community. So, um, but you have to let me in it. You know what I'm saying? Like. I gotta that would be, be dope. It. That would be dope as fuck as if they everybody collaborated oh. and didn't let you in the group. <laughs> Dude, I'd be crushed. Let me in. <laughs> Creating fake accounts just to get in there. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. There can't be another influencer out there. And I don't like want to consider myself too much of an influencer, but like there can't be another podcast out there that engages messages more than I do. I get more me- private messages. And I try to respond to all of them. I read all of them. Some of them, I just like, they're just funny memes or videos. And I don't feel like if you send me like four or five videos a day, bitch, I'm not sending you emojis every time I watch them. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'll be the first one to say, like, Eric, Eric, I'll be. No, I don't even watch them. I can't. I, I can't. Because when you're on. So like when, when, when somebody goes to Instagram, right, they have their group of friends and they're like, oh, this is a funny reel. They'll send it to like 15 people. Well, I'm on that list for like, has to be 20 people so every day i wake up i have 20 inboxes and i have to you know i want to i want to answer the person that asked me a question you know well i, I like the work. people i have an i got a bunch of people in my dms that like i think they're well selected shit that they send me because it's always pertinent to like law enforcement or something like that um but i do hate the ones that i'm just on like automatic fucking i see something funny i'm just gonna send it to tansy like no dude like go out of your way if you're gonna just blow me up with memes or videos one like check see how old it is if it's an old ass meme or real i've probably already seen it a thousand times but like i do enjoy the people that are like go out of their way to send me some funny shit make me laugh all day i mean like bosco like there's some there's some dudes in there that send me some really funny shit sometimes and then there are people that just spam the fuck out of me because i'm on their their what do you what do you what do you think about people that buy apps 
that send DMs to Fuck all their followers. Fuck those people. I blocked them. I, I blocked one the other day. It's still coming through. It's still fucking coming through. I'm like, yo, I I, I didn't block them because they want to be a dick. I muted them. But like, yeah. yo, don't force me to want to follow you. Especially yeah. when you're giving advice that I don't give a fuck about because I don't really care about what you're talking about. Like, I, I support you because I support all people who are trying to be in the podcast realm and the YouTube realm. Like, I get it. Like, but I, if I don't, dude, oh man, that shit pisses me off. I do don't think that's me. a very bad tactic to force yourself in people's DMs, you know, like, with an you app. Just force it's a third party app. I will only DM you a reel that I make if I feel like you're the type of person that will actually appreciate it. And then I send it. I don't go down my whole list. I hand select it. And I usually don't pick more than like five or 10 people. Yeah. Um, you know, people that'll help spread it. I think that they'll like, like this last EMS one, the one with the, the next slit thing and dark humor. I private messaged like Rigers and like a whole bunch of EMS dudes because they all have dark humor. And this was like a more medical type YouTube video with the next slitting. So like I, like I carefully mentioned, yeah, dude, I don't use any apps. It just automatically message you shit. Like that's not, I'm not about that. Like I'm not about, I'm not forcing you to like me. Yeah. That's like buying. I mean, if anything, I'm trying to make this more of a community where it's not about me. Like I want it to be more, you know, more about guys like you and Josh and John and Kendra and Jay Durrell, you know? Oh yeah. He was in a, Jay was in one five Oh five. He said, I could hear him talking before. That was in 2005. Yeah. yeah, probably like back in the 90s, dude. He's old. I'm serious. He's old. He's he's like in his 50s. So, right. anyway. There you go. I thought it was a good show today. Appreciate you guys. Love y'all for hanging around. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Gun drop. Giddy up. Later, dudes.